If you have your Bibles, you can open up to the book of John, chapter 12. John chapter 12, verse 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. The New King James Version reads, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. The call of the Lord upon our lives is that we would bring forth much fruit. It's not a call reserved just for a few or select group. It's a call for every single one of us that our lives would bring forth much fruit. The call is that we produce, that it doesn't stop with us, that we produce much grain, as the word reads, that our lives go beyond us and go beyond us. Producing an incredible harvest, a harvest that is only realized when a seed dies to self, to live for the glory of God. The New Life Version reads, For sure I tell you, unless a seed falls into the ground and dies, it will only be seed. If it dies, it will give much grain. You know that there's magic in you? Might sound like a weird phrase. But you think of a seed, you think of the magic locked up in a seed. Doesn't look like much, just a seed. If you liken your life to a seed, the unlocked and untapped potential is extraordinary. We look at a seed we can't even imagine what could be. We don't know the harvest, the long-term harvest that could be produced in one single seed. Unless a seed falls to the ground and dies, it remains just a seed. This magic in you is the magic of God. It's It's the magic of your creator. It's the magic of his call. It's the magic of his destiny for your life. You are grain. You are a grain of wheat. Again, the potential locked up inside of each of us is divine. You think of the crop, the produce, the fruit, the grain, the harvest. You know, only the Lord can unlock this crop. However, it takes a grain that knows it's a grain. It takes a grain that knows why it was created 
that knows its purpose, that knows its expression. It takes a grain that is surrendered to its created purpose. So I'll ask tonight, do we know what we are? Do we know why we were created? Do we know our purpose, our expression? And here's a question tonight. Are we surrendered to our created purpose? Are we surrendered to this purpose of God, this magic of God locked up inside of us? You are a grain of wheat. The Bible tells us that you have to fall to the ground. Unless the grain, unless the seed falls to the ground. John 12, 24, again in the NLV, For sure I tell you, unless a seed falls into the ground and dies, it will only be a seed. If it dies, it will give much grain. We want to produce for the Lord. We want to bring forth much fruit. Is that your heart tonight? For his glory, not for our own glory. That his kingdom be built, not our own little K kingdoms. But that he be exalted and magnified in our living. You know, if we don't fall and if we don't die, we will only ever be seed. Seed and nothing more. And so the call is to take our life, to take the seed, to take the grain of wheat, to fall to the ground and die to self. If a seed doesn't surrender to the ground, it will remain a seed and it will die a seed. A seed that never became what it could have become. The potential was never unlocked. The magic was never realized. There was never any fruit. No crop, no harvest. Because the seed didn't fall to the ground and die. Have you fallen? Have you fallen to the ground? The Bible tells us that we have to die to bring forth much fruit. In John 12, Jesus was speaking of himself, that he must fall into the ground and die, that much fruit might be brought forth. Listen to the text, verses 23 to 25. But Jesus answered them, saying, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. And hear his words, he who loves his life will lose it. And he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. You see, this is how it works. Fitting for Jesus, fitting for us. Right for Jesus, right for us. The only way for Jesus, the only way for us. Is that the cry of your heart and the cry of your life? 
it was fitting for Jesus, oh, it's fitting for me. If it's right for Jesus, it's right for me. If it was the way for Jesus, it surely must be the way for me. Verses 24 to 26, Most assuredly I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. That's quite clear. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him, my father, will honor. You know, the truth is this. There is no rising if there is no dying. There is no rising if there is no dying. There is no harvest if there is no dying. There is no crop if there is no dying. There's no, no produce. There's no fruit if there is no dying. And the text tells us that there is no honor if there is no dying. And so the question tonight, our little seed of a life, have we fallen to the ground? Have we surrendered to the process? Have we died to self that we might bring forth much fruit for the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the creator, the creator of the seed, the one who packed the magic into the seed, the potential? Mark 8, 35, for whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake in the Gospels will save it. We were never meant to live to ourselves. A seed was created with destiny in mind. Seeds are created with destiny in mind. It's a tragic thing when a seed, if we, we look at it as that being our life, when a person, a seed, the potential's never, never realized, the harvest is never realized, the, the fruit is never brought forth. Just lives as a seed and dies as a seed. And no more. Perhaps because of a reluctance, an unwillingness to fall to the ground. Unwilling to die to die to self, to surrender to the process, unwillingness to surrender to the process. Just a seed, a kingdom seed, but a seed and nothing more. You may feel like it's over when you fall to the ground and die to self, but it's just begun. The seed gets buried, right? You don't necessarily see anything right away. But there's a process taking place. There is no rising if there is no dying. I remember as a child watching a cartoon, Mickey and the Beanstalk. 
an adaptation of the original. It seemed like all hope was gone. In this cartoon, all was misery. The fields had turned to dust. The brook had stopped flowing. And in one particular farm, three poor farmers, gripped by hunger, shared the little food they had left. Between the three of them, they shared one single bean and one slice of bread cut so thin that you could see through it. So they decided they had no choice but to send Mickey Mouse to sell their cow to get money for food. And so Mickey returned from the village after taking the cow. He returned without the cow and without the money. He returned with just a little box containing three beans. Mickey's friends were obviously furious and outraged. So he says to them, if you plant these beans in the light of a full moon, do you know what you'll get? And Donald Duck yells angrily and throws the beans to the floor and the beans fall through the hole. But you know what happened that night? That night from beneath the floor and up through the hole, a beanstalk started to grow. I just feel the word of the Lord to some here tonight is this. You may feel it's over, but it's just begun. You may look at your life and feel like it's over, and that could represent so many things tonight, but it's only just begun. If you plant your seed in the light of the Son, Jesus Christ, do you know what you'll get? If you plant your seed, if you plant your life in a local church, the light of a full moon, full of all things godly and all things good, do you know what you'll get? What a harvest. Perhaps you're here right now and you feel like you've come to the end, but I want to ask you tonight if you come to the end of yourself. Have you fallen to the ground and have you have you died to self? Plant your life in the light of the sun and plant your life in a local church. We are grains. We are seeds. I want to encourage all of us tonight, let's know what we are. Let's know why we exist. Let's gladly fall to the ground. Let's gladly die to bring forth much fruit. And if we're here and we feel like it's over, we must believe that it's only just begun. The seed represents who we are, but it can also represent what we have. All we seem to have to give, all we have left. Can I say that like in the children's story, what the seed produces takes us to the heavens. It changes things. When you start to bring forth much fruit, it changes things. When you live that kind of life, when you bring forth harvest for the kingdom, it changes things. It's the most wonderful life 
It's tragic when a seed remains a seed and therefore dies a seed. But what the seed can produce, just like in the children's story, will take us to the heavens and it will take others to the heavens if we will fall to the ground and die and let him raise us up, if we will surrender to the process. Are you surrendered to the process tonight? John 12, verses 23 to 26, but Jesus answered and And he was saying to them, the hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. Where I am there, my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him, my Father will honor. Can I encourage us all? We know this tonight, but the hour has come that Jesus should be glorified. This is a moment in history where Jesus should be glorified. In this generation, Jesus should be properly glorified. In our city, in our province, in our nation, Jesus should be rightly glorified. We are alive that he be glorified. Is that not why you are living? This is the hour of our living. This is our time. Our seed has come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Do you know that you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Don't look at your life just a little meaningless seed. Instead, start to declare the unlocked potential of God inside of you. Start to run with that. Start to imagine that and see that and pray into that and seed into that. and Gladly fall to the ground and gladly die to self that he would be glorified and that much fruit will be brought forth. Fall to the ground and die to yourself that what would be raised in your life would take not only you to the heavens but would take others to the heavens as well. That life would be drastically different. The Lord will use us to bring forth what we could never bring forth on our own without surrender. We can't bring this forth on our own. We can't take our little seed and think that we are going to produce fruit that blesses his heart, a harvest that blesses his heart, grain that blesses his heart. If we don't fall to the ground, and we don't die, and we don't surrender to his process. That's the call to all of us. Have you fallen to the ground? Have you died to self? Magic beans. Magic seed. Matthew 12 Verses 22 to 24 in the message. A poor demon afflicted wretch, both blind and deaf, was set down before him. Jesus healed him, 
gave him his sight and hearing. The people who saw it were impressed. This has to be the son of David. But the Pharisees, when they heard the report, were cynical. Black magic, they said. Some devil trick he's pulled from his sleeve. Listen, Jesus knew that he was seed. He was given a life on this side of eternity. He was a seed set into the world. The ultimate seed, but a seed set into the world. Jesus Christ was a grain of wheat to bring forth the harvest. Do you know that Jesus was dead long before he ever gave up his life on the cross? He had already fallen to the ground. He was completely surrendered. He had died to self already. He was surrendered to the process. What's fitting for Jesus is fitting for us. He lived the crucified life, and because of it, the seed was constantly producing. It was ever producing. Black magic? No. What's it going to take for us to fall to the ground and to die to self? You might say, I don't know if I have it in me. I don't know if I can produce fruit. I don't know if there's a harvest on the other side of my surrender. I don't know if the process is going to take me to the heavens or take others to the heavens. What's it going to take? It's going to take faith. Can I encourage all of us once again tonight to grab hold of faith? The Bible says without faith it is impossible to please God. We need to have faith in the surrender. Faith in the Lord, in what he's put inside the seed. Faith, like our character, selling the cow for some magic beans. Mark 8, 34 and 35 in the New Century Version Then Jesus called the crowd to him, along with his followers. He said, and he says to us tonight, if people want to follow me, they must give up the things they want. Is that a hard pill to swallow tonight? Perhaps a hard pill for this generation to swallow. So consumed and caught up with self. So focused on our own popularity. A personality. He said, if people want to follow me, they must give up the things they want. They must be willing even to give up their lives to follow me. Would you be willing to give up the life you have to follow Jesus? What would you be willing to give up? What would you be willing to sell? To let go of? To follow Jesus? Those who want to save their lives will give up true life. But those who give up their lives for me and for the good news will have true life. And the message reads, self-sacrifice is the way, my way to saving yourself, your true self. What good would it do to get everything you want and lose you, the real you? What could you ever trade for your soul? I encourage us all tonight, don't lose the real you. Don't miss out on the potential of God that is inside of you. On the produce 
and the fruit, a life that brings forth harvest. Isn't that the greatest, the greatest thing we can have at the end of this life? To look back and see the fruit, to look out and see the harvest, to look out and see that we lived in the heavens, that we were lifted to the heavens, to look back on a life, a life that was used for God's glory to lift others to the heavens. Isn't that the greatest thing? What is the greatest thing? When you look back at the end of your life, the end of your days, what do you want to see? What will matter the most when you come to your end? Only to come to the beginning. What will matter? Set your heart and set your eyes on things eternal. Set your purpose on the kingdom. Do you know what you are? Do you know why you were created? Do you know your purpose and expression? And are you surrendered to the creative process? Maybe you're here tonight and you're not seeing much yet. And this is plaguing the mind. Can I remind us tonight of James 5, 7? Therefore be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and latter rain. Galatians 6, verses 7 to 9. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. We shall reap if we do not lose heart. Can you just let that settle into your spirit tonight? I shall reap if I do not lose heart. There shall be a reaping for God's glory, for the kingdom, if I do not lose heart. If a church does not lose heart, if a generation does not lose heart, if a young married couple does not lose heart, if a son, if a daughter does not lose heart. We understand that we still have free will. I just get the picture right now of seeds in the ground that have fallen, committed to dying, but they're popping out of the ground. It's taking too long, Lord. I didn't think it would look like this. Other seeds are out there having fun. Just continue in the process. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6, But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Under this scripture, I just want to say this tonight. Don't cut your seed up. Don't give a sliver to the kingdom and the rest to the world. How many people are trying to do that? Take your life, cut it up, give a sliver to the kingdom, sliver to the world. It's not surrender unless it's all. We cannot redefine that word. It's not surrender 
unless it's all. That's what it means to come to Jesus. He doesn't want a part of your life. He wants all of it. He didn't die on the cross for a fraction. He wants it all. And rightfully so. He deserves it all. Well, to add one more thing tonight, in the children's cartoon, there was a giant at the top of the beanstalk. Anybody ever seen this, Mickey and the beanstalk? You guys are all going to look it up tonight. You're all going to watch it. Bedtime story. Then read your Bible after. Get sanctified and holy. And lay your head down to rest. But in the story, there was a giant at the top of the beanstalk. You know that sometimes we run into giants as we rise to the heavens? And in this story, there was a harp, a golden harp that the giant was keeping. This was a magic singing harp whose voice had brought joy and prosperity to the valley, the valley whose fields were now dust. The three friends managed to outsmart the giant. They made their way up the beanstalk. All hope was gone. But the seed, the bean, had fallen to the earth and had died and the beanstalk had risen. And they climbed up to the heavens. They outsmarted the giant. And they made away with the harp. And I quote from the children's book. With the return of the harp, Happy Valley echoed once again with song and laughter. The fields of golden corn grew again. The laughing brook laughed once more. And the people of the valley lived happily ever after. Fall to the ground to seed the means to get to the giant that kidnapped the harp. Fall to the ground to seed the means to get to the giant that kidnapped the harp. There is magic in you. You can have the worship team return tonight. With the seed, you get the picture of a packet, don't you? Seeds often come in packets. Maybe that's us tonight. We have our nice little packeted existence. But if we stay there, we will never know the destiny of God. Perhaps our seed is in the wrong hands. Have you surrendered your life to the grip of the world? If that's the case, you will never know the potential of God that is locked up inside of you. Our seed belongs in the ground. I thought of King David. King David, just a little shepherd boy. He fell to the ground in surrender. The Lord saw his surrender. My, how David seeded the means to get to the giant that was defying the Lord and his army. The giant that had stolen the harp, the joy, the happiness, the song, the laughter, the freedom, the victory. David took back the harp. David's so skillful with the harp. And we know the greater David, Jesus Christ, he fell to the ground to seed the means 
to crush the giant snake that kidnapped the harp. I have not thought of that children's story for decades. I didn't even quite know how it went. So I had to read it a few times, watch it a few times. Well, I sat in an airport, had nothing else to do, five hours to kill. Anybody walking around probably thought, what is this guy doing watching and reading this little kid's cartoon? But There's a lot of truth there tonight for all of us. I wonder if there's a giant in your life that's stolen your joy, stolen the harp, stolen the laughter, the joy that's meant to be yours, the joy of the kingdom. Would you fall to the ground tonight and see the means that you might rise to the heavens and overcome and get back the joy? Get back the laughter. We are supposed to be filled with joy as we serve Jesus. Not dragging along. Filled with passion, fiery with passion, full of fuel, full of life. Christians should be the most full of life people on this side of eternity. Because truthfully, we are the only ones full of life. Is there joy in your walk with the Lord? Is there laughter? Let's stand tonight.